Hey guys, welcome to season five, episode eight of the MKAU show. Today we have a uh, recurring guest, Breezy. Hello. We have the boss, Subby. Howdy. Yeah. And we got our Greenhorn first um, podcast for tonight. Um, Sammy, also known as Knuckles. Is it Sandwich? Sandwich. Yes. Knuckle Sandwich. All right. Yeah, um, finally yeah, made it. Finally made it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Sammy? What are you into and how you met us and how you joined MKU? Um, yeah, I first met Lance back in, I think it's 2014 at Supernova in Gold Coast. And then um, he added me on Facebook, then we just chatted every now and then. And then I finally, um, he offered me to do a game review back in 2019, and then since then I've been doing reviews. And that led into movie reviews as well, which, are, which is a lot of fun. Yes, I mean, he is and... one of the rare people that make movies for us. Yes, he is our resident movie guru. Yeah, it's got something we could quack, get some you know, free water, popcorn, sometimes alcohol, uh, depending. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, got um, a few, you got a few coming up. I don't know whether you could talk about them or not. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, just a Spunkle Saltburn, a psychological thriller I don't know much about. And the other one is the sequel to the Trolls movie, uh, which I haven't seen the first one yet, but I'll watch that before I go. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix, I think. What's and it yeah, game was uh, uh, Trolls. Well, the sequel is Trolls Band Together. Oh uh, yeah, that's I think right. They're starting a, a band or something. Um, but yeah, I'll watch the first movie before I go see that, so I get more context. Hmm. And yeah, gaming wise, um, yeah, primarily focus on fighting games. I was actually, if you go to arcades and see those Asian guys, you know, playing tag and street fighting, anything, I'm, I, I was probably one of them. Um, literally grew up in the arcades. It's like, you know, home away from home. Went to arcades and also Malaysia and Taiwan. Um, it seems really different over there. And um, yeah, for fighting games, yeah, Tekken is my primary one. I'm also good at Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, also, you know, I pretty much play all of them, even the terrible ones, just because just it's fun. Yeah, he's he the fighting guy. Yeah, also compete in tournaments when possible. I did a uh, band for the first time back in July which is the biggest fighting game tournament in Australia. And I didn't do as well as I hoped in Tekken. I actually got to score for my second match because I didn't hear my call out. Because it's a, yeah, just a really nosy place and I yeah, fortunately missed out. Um, then I tried um, Mortal Kombat 9, or actually Mortal Kombat 11, and I actually I got absolutely slaughtered in that. Um, yeah, the level of competition there was really high. I went up against people who represented the country. And then I did Virtua Fighter, which I did surprisingly well at. So. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see all these players, and even have players from other countries. I had the number one player from Korea enter, um, Nee. He um, yeah, ended up winning the Tekken tournament. I was in the same bracket as him, so I was hoping to match up with him just for the fun of it. But um, yeah, we didn't meet, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first time at BAM, and I'll you know, look forward to going back next year. Yeah, and you also had the ultimate bragging right of beating Subby <laughs> once, right? In a mm-hmm. in-house MK tournament. Yeah, yeah, I was going back and forth a few times with I'd say about on the same level, so it could go. It's like fifty-fifty. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your thoughts on MK1? Um, there's things I like, there's things I don't like. Um, the the story mode, it's uh, and there's some cool stuff about it. it. Has its moments, but it's it feels like you know they can't decide what story they want to go through. Um, 
because uh, I reviewed that one as well, and it is it is good for what it is, but it does leave out a lot of stuff that you know, like fan favorite characters. Uh, they change the whole you know moveset for every character, so they got to relearn everything. Uh, the cameo fighters is a lot of fun to, to play with. Although some are incredibly broken, there's always people finding out new ways to do unlimited combos, and certain characters are getting banned from tournaments. So um, so yeah, it's, it's got a lot. I think it's still got a long way to go, but it is, it is still a really fun game at the end of the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, Street Fighter Six also came out this year, and um, Tekken Eight is coming out on literally on Australia Day, <laughs> so which I'm looking forward to. And also that same day is the next Lucky Dragon game, which I'm also looking forward to. So. Yeah, it's gonna be that'll be a busy week if I'm reviewing those. Um, for see. people watching the podcast, Sammy's also massively into cosplay, and he's done a lot oh, of was. these characters. Was yeah. was yeah, not as much as he says. That's actually that's how I met Lance. I was cosplaying with Lobo, and he yeah, he noticed me from the crowd, and then got a few photos oh, of me. Was it Lobo? Was uh, it? Yeah, that was my first cosplay. That was the only cosplay I had. I remember. Like, I year. remember. Yeah. I remember taking photos of you then, and you asked me, "Is it all right if I do the finger?" Said, yeah, because yeah, always because I have because <laughs> part of the character is that he flips a bird a lot, and I wanted to, I always make sure like people are okay with it if I if they're getting photos of me because I don't want to upset anyone. But yeah, pretty much everyone just says just go for it. They actually love the idea. First time I met Lance too was uh, a cos I was dressed as a cosplayer as um Fox McLeod from Starfield uh, from Star Fox. And I was down all the way down in Sydney, EB, EB Expo in Sydney. EB Expo. Yeah, Matt Millen there as well. Yeah, it's the first time I ever met you. You took my photo and then we added each other, I think, on Instagram and Facebook and lo and behold, I'm writing reviews. Man, he's got a mad way of hooking people in, hey. Yeah. Good way to network. <laughs> Good way to network. I'm, I was introduced to Lance by Stace. Yeah. yeah. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> Wow. All right, so that is our newest podcast, um, Sammy. So let's get into what has everyone been up to lately? Let's start with Breeze. What have you been up to, Breeze? I've been lately getting back into Pokemon Platinum and The Rich are Free. Yeah. And playing them. What's and made yeah. you go back to Witcher 3? Because that's quite an old game now. It was like Game of the Year when it came out. Um, Just felt like got it for cheap. While it was on sale, and yeah, just decided because I always played it on the Switch, and I didn't put it into the dock because, and I don't have the dock for the for the Switch set up at the moment. I'm just like, yeah, let's go with getting it on for you, while it's cheap. Are you playing on Switch? No, I'm I'm playing. I'm replaying it on Xbox One. But have you played it on Switch? I have played it on Switch. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, and I was m- correcting a few mistakes I made on the Switch, which I'm slowly fixing because, yeah, wanting to I go know. for a better story outcome. Does it play? play sort of games on the Switch. Does it play like well on the Switch? Play. It does play well on the Switch. It's just tiny exactly. screen. Versus big screen is, yeah. You'll never beat big screen, especially for big RPGs like that. Yeah. Um, more importantly, are you Team Triss or Team Yennefer? Ooh. You're Team Geralt, aren't you? I'm... I... 
I'll let you think about I, it, Brizzy. We'll come back to I, you. <laughs> yeah. You think about it. What have you been up to, Subby? Um, not much at all, to be honest. I haven't had much time. Um, I have recently got into the new Fortnite season. It's gone back to Chapter 1, which is um been pretty good. I hear they're hitting the highest highest number of plays ever since the game's launched. So everyone's wanted OG back. It's back. But yeah. Um say that like Fortnite's popular with the kids, but they were probably too young when the first chapters came out, so they probably never experienced what we got to experience. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. I reckon a lot of the people that played Fortnite as well stopped playing over the years and has brought all the old players back, plus all the people that didn't experience it into the game, which is making up for the high numbers, I guess. But yeah. Is, are they bringing back old skins? Because you'd be annoyed um, if you were like an OG player and well, they've, they've, no one else had. It's, the whole game is like you've just booted it up back in, what year was it, Breezy? But OG, oh. see, chapter one came out. It's like five years ago. Five, so six five years ago. ago. It, it's exact. So the Fortnite store looks exactly the same as it did four or five years ago. Um, very small. It's very Don't small. Get very much items. Just one row of items. Very clean. Um, the map itself is. It's not. It's in the new engine, but it looks like it did back then. Mm. Um. All the same mechanics are in it, but they've left in sprinting and mantling, which is what you can do currently. But they've left that in though, which and, is which has been good. And sliding, sliding, Can't mantling, sliding. and sprinting. Yeah. Um, See, yeah. I enjoyed it more back then when there was less less stuff, stuff. Like, and I think that's what's a shopping trolley as transportation I think that's what's happening so yeah so currently it's only for a month so each week a different map is in rotation from chapter one I believe so at the moment you've got vehicles from chapter one season five or eight or something I can't remember so you got yeah. trucks you got shopping trolleys and golf, golf carts. carts at the moment so that'll cycle out into maybe the hamster ball things or the planes and the map yeah. will change to suit that season. Well, we don't know. So, so this is the theory. I was reading about it last night. The theory is that the time machine has gone back to an alternate version of chapter one. It's not the same one. So the map's slightly different and people are starting to pick out that this isn't on the map. This part's not on the map. The volcanoes on the map, so none of that happened in this alternative universe. So there's a uh, bit of kind a, of a story still behind it. There's still a story behind yeah. it, and why the map isn't exactly the same. So like the mech fight didn't happen, the volcano eruption didn't happen in this version. Thanos the cube dropped. The cube the didn't happen. Cube. So all the stuff that should be on the maps currently isn't there, and there's a reason for that apparently. So. Well, I'm glad they went back because one of my favorite memories of Fortnite is Annie pushing me around in a shopping cart, just annoying the hell out of you. Yes. So whatever they um whatever they got planned for the end of this, I think we'll be in for a completely new map next season, like completely new. That's pretty cool. So what have you been up to, Sammy? You've been quite yeah, busy. Lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of game reviews uh, between work and sleep. 
Uh, most recently was Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Yeah. Uh, which is actually, before. yeah, and I literally, um, yeah, I finished the game today. I did the review and submitted it minutes before joining this, uh, <laughs> yeah, be, this video chat. I'll, I'll, uh... isn't a slave driver or anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, under, the, under, the, under the normal mm-hmm. five days, nothing different. Uh, but it's also I had to I had to complete the game to unlock a demo to write a preview article for that, which is the next game in the series coming out in January. Um, so yeah, I had to spend yeah you know, spend pretty much committed all my free time to just you know getting through the game, which I'm really happy with. It's you know a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite games of the series. Um, it was called Yakuza previously, but they rebranded as Like a Dragon, which is also the the Japanese name. Yeah, yeah. And I played I've played that. um, sorry. It's good that you explained that because I thought it was a yeah. completely different game. Yeah, it's also there is one game called Yakuza Like a Dragon, which just to add to the confusion, but it, it's just yeah. Yakuza Seven to make it easier. Um, but yeah, I played I've literally played every Yakuza game available in Australia since um, two thousand six, and I started with the original, and then like yeah, played every single game, and the only ones I haven't played are the ones that aren't available outside of Japan. And um, yeah, if they ever do, like I'll, I'll definitely get my hands on those. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a game I've literally like I was grown up with. Although I was eighteen at the time, but still I've I kind of just grown up with the series, and I've yeah I've been really invested in you know Kiryu's story and um this the latest game that just came out that's um uh it sort of can, like the last game it was like he yeah it was like it's meant to be his conclusion like his send off but um yeah it turns out he yeah he wasn't dead he faked his death but then turns out the yeah the continuing the story which is actually yeah which is was actually really good um of the you know emotional roller coaster like I mean at the end it was definitely make people sh- make fans shed tears. Um, it's a much shorter game because it's meant to be a DLC for the next one, mm-hmm. but they decided you know it's got a lot of content, may as well make it its own game. Yeah. And um, it's also a you know discounted game as well. But what they what they put in it, there is just so much content, so much story, and so much emotion. Um, it could be my game of the year, but I'll see once I actually finally play Spider Man two, then I'll decide. Because uh, I haven't had time to even touch that game. Because um, yeah, most of the game is like there was like a dragon. I've also done Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Sonic, uh, Sonic Superstars, um, the Metal Gear Collection, and yeah. also the yeah. And um, well, yeah, I saw Red Gravis playing that on stream. Yeah. Um, and also the Five Nights at Freddy movie, which is it's uh, not great. To be honest, it wasn't really for me. It was you know average at best, but um, it's got a lot of fan service, which is cool. Yeah. Do you want to know what my game of the year is so far? What? Yes. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 1? No. No? No way. Subby what? Simulator 2000. No. <laughs> what is it? Robocop. No way. Really? I want to try that game too. Robocop Rogue City. Well, it's funny you bring up FNAF because I was going to say, what have I been up to? I went and saw that last week and, oh, my God, it was so boring. I don't yep. know who. Is it is Universal? Universal. Studios. Universal. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all. Yeah, Universal. All maybe done through Universal Pictures. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to upset Universal, but oh my god, it was. <laughs> Whoever decided to make that movie like a PG thirteen, idiot. Like, it had, know, it had, it had one good bit in it when she got chopped in half. That was but it. But you don't even see it. Spoiler. Well, you, well, you, yeah, uh, you see, you, you see do. the body drop to the floor. Yeah, but you see the shadow. No, you see the body. Yeah, uh, you do, but it's like a you know. Yeah, blinking, you miss it moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was it. So that was um, the that was the that, want, was that was the limit. We want a movie. We want it, and we want it gory. 
We want it gory. If you're gonna base a movie on a horror game, you gotta make it scary. And I was not scared. And I hate scary movies. And even I was bored. So you know, it wasn't great. Yeah. I think in the review, I actually compared it to like something like um a goose episode of Goosebumps or like yeah. other yeah spooky kids shows like on Nickelodeon and stuff. Yeah. And it's, um, it's... Oh no, yeah. keep going, Sammy. Keep going. I was just saying, it's it's just not as scary as expected. It has some mm-hmm. of that tension build up. It has fan service stuff, but it feels like it's more style over substance. Yeah. And um, yeah, the execution, I I think it just came up poorly. But I have seen like a lot of like diehard fans that really love the movie. But I think it's hard to say because I don't know if they just committed to liking it or they just. Mm. Well, it's they what, it's one of like those it. things. It's a it's an issue because it's a kids yeah. game, and you can't make a kids game kids movie that's too. Like, you know, not PG or hmm. M at most. Is it a kids game? It's meant to be. Meant to be a kids game. Kids ish. If you look at the law behind Young it, it's, it's quite. Oh yeah, dark. but no, but kids aren't going to look in the law like. Mm. I don't know. It's. I do appreciate the Matt Pat um cameo. That yeah, I, cool. I had no idea who the who he is, oh, so well, it didn't, didn't mean anything theory? to me. Uh. I've heard of them. There's a lot of like yeah. social media places I don't know about. I don't know if it's just me yeah. being old or whatever it is. Funny story. Um, so a couple of rows behind us was a woman with their little daughter in a princess dress. They walked out halfway through because they obviously didn't realize <laughs> that it was not a kids, kids, kids movie. Yeah, it can be that's, very that's misleading. The problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, they literally. Like, we we might want it to be more violent, more graphic, or gory, or whatever. But kid parents are taking their kids to see it to get it to kids movie. So. Oh, I, I understand think just... because it's like they're going to make more money if because yeah. kids are so into FNAF. Hmm. I think just yeah, you know, make sure the kids are yeah you know, play the game, not just take it because it's a it's it looks like a kids movie. Yeah, and they obviously hmm. just saw like Fluffy Bunny and a little chick and thought, oh, this is a kids movie. But yeah, they walked out halfway through. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say though, and I don't know if you agree with me, Sammy. It did look good. The movie yeah. itself, like yeah, the they they amazing. made they made them animatronics from scratch. Yeah, that's the best part. Like it's they made it uh, Jim Henson Studios, the guy who created the Muppets and all the all the animatronics oh, you see in movies. And all that, hey. Yeah, and it's um I think pe- there's um like you know, statue versions of them, so people control them with with the remotes, and then there's also uh, the suits that can also be worn by actors. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's looking at them up close, it's very faithful to the series, and, like, that part I liked, even though I haven't really played the games. Um, but I did a lot of research before going into the movie, so I can, you know, make comparisons. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, that, that's probably the best part, just how, you know, how they looked and all the little details are put into them. Yeah. But, anyway, that's all I've really done. I've done a yeah. few games, but uh, they're all under review, so I won't talk about them. So let's get into the first topic. Um, I know it's a bit late, it's a month late, but... Uh, MKU went to PAX this year, or most of us. Unlucky breeze. Um, so, Sabi, you want to get into PAX 2023 for us? I'll let you get into it since you're the boss. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Well, wherever you want to start. Um, well, it's back in Melbourne, obviously, and um, it was the first PAX since COVID where major publishers started to come back in. There wasn't many. Nintendo was the obvious, obvious standout. They had a massive, massive presence. So we said it's yeah. Sega, actually. Sega had a big, um, Sega had a big, big bit of floor space, didn't they, Sammy? Was that Sonic yeah, and all uh, Sega? That was all Sega, wasn't it? Uh, 
Yeah, those um, Sega Superstars and Like a Dragon. Um, yeah, no, they had, they had games big... I just reviewed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so it was good to start seeing some of the big AAAs slowly coming back into uh, into the pack scene. Yeah, yeah Nintendo. While you're talking about Nintendo, you want to talk about the hands-on you guys got to do? Uh, I heard Nintendo saying they had eighty staff there. They had a lot of they had a lot of people. So Ubisoft also shared Nintendo space. So we played Wonders, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonders. I've got to check that out. Uh, and also Ubisoft's Prince of Persia game that's coming out. So yeah, yeah that, that it was a lot of fun. Like yeah, I um I didn't I don't I wasn't sure. It was going to be like a side scroller initially, but I don't mind. I didn't mind it. I think it's kind of going back to its yeah. Like it kind of it kind of felt like the original game, I guess in a sense. But I don't know. Except there's a lot more agile. He doesn't, you know, fall down a pit as easily. No, I mean I struggled. Yeah. I I did struggle with some of the controls at one point. Um, yeah, I just didn't know how it worked, but. Um, I got the hang of it. But yeah, 80, they had a lot of staff, yeah. They, um, most of it was Ubisoft as well, though. So they had Ubisoft and Nintendo covering the same space. But um, The indie section was massive. They yeah, had, they like, doubled down on the indie one. section. So the, usually every year the indie section, it's just like one side of the, one side of the hall. Down one end, one side. This time they spread it across... The whole front, like as you come in, as the queue hall came in, instead of it just being on like one, one side, and I think in the middle it was across all three halves. So it was twice, twice the amount of indie space this time round. So they really, yeah. really focused on uh, indie. One thing I did notice that Cole Lambs got out of the indie space this Correct. year. Correct. Had their own massive boot. Digital Devolver Digital, um, and all out and had a its own little. A little bit of a space for Cold of the Lamb and Karma Zoo on the other side. So, yeah. Is it an indie game anymore? No, big win Probably for not. them. Because didn't bought... they win Game of the Year at that? Um, yeah, they won a lot of stuff. Um, I, last year. I, yeah, last year. Yeah. Yes, last year. But, yeah, they had their yeah. own own booth. They had merch you could buy. I bought all their pins. Oh, I'm a the pin. shirt sold. Pin yes, collector. Man. There on the last day to get a shirt, all gone. Yeah, imagine buying a shirt and losing it though. Oh yeah, don't yeah. want to talk about. It. Don't want yeah. to talk about that. Don't worry about that. Um. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, it's um. Yeah, it's good to see Pax coming back. Sammy, you're a bit of a veteran for Pax too. Is there anything you noticed that was different this year? Yeah. Anything I've you really going, enjoyed? Yeah, we're going since 2015, and it's nice to see like Nintendo coming back. Like even just seeing the Nintendo display from the ceiling. Um, and yeah, I tried out Prince of Persia, like Lance did, and I also lined up for uh, Sonic Superstars and Like a Dragon. It's about an hour each, or just over an hour. Well, and it's also funny. Yeah, for I think Sonic Superstars was like 90 minutes or close to 90 minutes, and yeah, Like a Dragon was um, about an hour 15. And it's funny because when I lined up for like, like a Dragon, it's an 18 plus game. Uh, they were actually checking IDs when you get close to the front. Oh, and one guy in front of me, they, they checked his ID and yeah, they found he's underage, and they, they told him like he just wasted his time. So he literally waited over an hour to find out he can't play the game. Um, 
But it's good for me because then I got one spot forward and got, <laughs> got even closer. How long were the um, demos for, though? Uh, I think 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, they give you quite a, quite a bit of time. And they, um, with Like a Dragon, they do two groups of um, 10, I think, or, or eight. So they're taking one group and then into one room and take the other group into another, into the next room. Oh, okay. So they're kind of like alternating between the two. Uh, so they get through the line like, you know, pretty quick. Um, Sonic Superstar's a little different, but um, uh, but yeah. And other games I tried, uh, uh, yeah, I tried Prince of Persia. I tried, um, uh, it was Tekken 8 over in the um, free play area. Um, I've also played the beta for that and it's yeah, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, even if it doesn't have my, my main at the moment. Um, which I'm also sad about, but uh, some of the new characters are pretty fun to, to play as, as well. Um, in the indie section, uh, yeah, I looked at a couple of games. One game that stuck out to me in the most is, of course, a fighting game. It's called um, Punchimals. And it's like, um, having an Xbox, so you use the two joysticks, like the left one is to like move around the, like around the screen, and the, the right joystick is to sort of aim your weapons. So it's kind of like, you know, these cute animals, like, um, piloting these, these giant mechs, like yeah. battling each other. Um, and you can even see the animals inside, they're actually animated, so they actually like moving the joysticks and stuff. Um, and yeah, and it's, um, yeah, so, you know, you know, beat each other down, and, um, and it's very different from other fighting games because you've got to like aim your weapons like wherever they're on the screen, like aim it in that direction. And you can also use the same same joystick to you know to block and like you know do super moves and stuff. Um, I'm not um, I didn't get much time to like you know become an expert yet, but um yeah if that game comes to other consoles I'll definitely pick it up. Yeah. And it was also in the um if people go watch the the Omegathon, it was actually the the final game in the Omegathon um, when it got revealed at the end. So I was pretty surprised to see an indie game as as the final game. And it was pretty funny seeing like yeah, you know, two the two players that got to the end and they um had no idea how to play and like a lot of people in the audience were seeing it for the first time as well and it was yeah, pretty entertaining. Yeah. Well we did the usual, watched a few tournaments, went to a few panels. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that kinda of stood out to me is we went and saw Republic of Gamer, their booth. Our booth was massive too. We Aces, did a walk through yeah. there and played through uh we played with the ally. And that thing is awesome. Yeah, yeah the um, Legion, Legion, um, Legion is it? Legion Go. That's another one coming out. Mm. I think we spoke about it on one of the past podcasts. We had talked yeah. about handhelds, but um, yeah. the Legion's uh, on its way. Be released pretty soon. Hopefully, we can get our hands on our review copy. Mm. Um, Breezy didn't go to PAX this year, but what would you hope to see next year, Breeze? Um, probably I'll probably see more stuff happening, and yeah, like oh, yeah. yeah, like what? Because maybe a bit. Because uh, when I went, it obviously wasn't Nintendo. Maybe oh. maybe a bit more from Microsoft or something. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Microsoft and. Um... PlayStation, PlayStation start to have a bit more of a solid presence than yeah. even Ubisoft. I would love to see Ubisoft because Ubisoft usually put in a big effort with um, floor space. Yeah, they used to have a big booth by themselves as well. Huge space. So hopefully it gets back to that sort of uh, vibe. Yeah, vibe. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. fingers crossed. 
Also, a yeah. biggest highlight for me was um, meeting Mick Gordon. He's a, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a composer for like Killer Instinct and Doom Eternal and you know, a whole lot of other games. Yeah. Like he, he did a panel and we watched that. It went for about an hour. And then suddenly he said, like, you know, let's do a meet and greet, which I don't think it was planned because suddenly the volunteers were like scrambling to, you know, make this happen, get people to line up. Yeah. And um, so they moved it like from that, you know, out, outside area. They moved it into one of the, the queue rooms. And it went, I think uh, me and my friends who I dragged with me, we were in line for like three and a half hours just waiting to, you know, to meet the man. Because um, he really takes his time with everyone. How long were you lined up for? Three and a half hours. After the panel? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty late once we, once we finished. It was like... You're right, the volunteers would have been freaking out. <laughs> yeah, and um, Mick, Mick was really cool. He's a... Um, he, it was more like he spoke to us than we spoke to him. Like, he was, like, asking what we do and stuff. He asked about my tattoos. He showed off his tattoos. Um, <laughs> he saw my copy of Killer Instinct, the 2013 version. The launch when um, I came out with the Xbox One. Launch Xbox? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was, it was digital first, and I released a physical copy later, and I yeah. just bought the physical copy to see some of the sign. And um, yeah, I got to chat with him. He's yeah, a really cool guy. Like he he really gives you you know a decent amount of time for each person he meets. Like even though it takes it probably took him like five hours to get through everyone. Um, yeah. That's but yeah, it was clear. Yeah, it was definitely worth the wait. But yeah, once it got out, we were really hungry and thirsty, and we mm-hmm. the only thing we had available, we just went to the vending machines. I got like potato chips and stuff, and that was our dinner. Um, but still, it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I we believe about, like I believe Luke yeah, we went, we went and lined up too, didn't he? Did you see Luke though? Yeah, we yeah, because uh, the the queue sort of zigzags. So like, anytime we we cross paths, we just we chat for a bit, and then the line moves, and then we cross paths again, we chat again. Um, so he had like a bunch of things he was carrying for, <laughs> for Mick to sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, because he's he had a whole bag full of stuff a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had quite a few things. Um. Sounds like but, Luke. Uh, yeah. So I know, I know he's a big Killing Instinct fan as well on top of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to the next topic. So um, where is it? Um, was it Ash brought up the, the merger between Blizzard, Activision, and King, I think it was? Yeah. As, uh, is coming up real quick. So do we think there are any companies that are heading in a troublesome direction at the moment or any gaming companies that you would hate to see be bought out well, i think the i think the i think it's gone through now hasn't it it's all official because on the xbox socials they've welcomed activision blizzard and whatever Probably. it was Please to the family like so yeah, yeah yeah so i think it's happened now um yeah yeah it's only lost what Tony lost. Brady's <laughs> just gonna start a war in the comments. Look, in this particular case, <laughs> I'm all for it because I'm a COD. Like COD used to be the only game I used to play, and COD is in shambles. And I'm hoping yeah. Microsoft sort it out. <laughs> so in this situation, I am all for it because I'm hoping Microsoft will start doing the right thing. And yeah. fix COD because I don't know whether you guys have seen the scores for the campaign and mm-hmm. Modern Warfare Three, but places are giving it fours, labeling it as the worst camp Call of Duty campaign ever. That's scary. Four. 
If you now want to play it just to see if it's that bad. Apparently, <laughs> it is literally just here's the Warzone map, and it sends you around to existing POIs to go and do stuff. There's no over-the-top action set pieces like we all remember in Call of Duty campaigns. So, I, I'm all for it in this situation, and I hope they fix it. I hope COD goes back to the way it used to be, because I, I, I do miss playing Call of Duty. Yeah. I miss the campaigns. The campaigns were really good. Is there any um, developers, Breezy, that you would hate to see bought out? Um, or merge? Mostly Nintendo and Microsoft are my two biggest companies that I would hate to see go under, but I, I don't see them going it. That's never almost never going to happen. Well, I mean, Microsoft and... were talking about buying Nintendo. That's the mm-hmm. that, that was some something leaked or something discussed. Didn't Bill, didn't Bill Gates say say that while he was drunk at a party? No, no. Apparently, this was <laughs> apparently in um doc when the whole Activision Microsoft thing was going through the courts and all that kind of stuff to get passed. All the documentation and emails were leaked. Apparently, a discussion around Microsoft wanting to buy Nintendo as well. I always thought PlayStation would go for Nintendo. Hey. Being don't know, they don't. Yeah, what a, what a, yeah I don't they think they can because, like, Nintendo is just, you know, they're just banking in all the money. Like, they don't, yeah. they're not really in a position where they need to be bought out. I don't think um, they would want yeah. to either, no. I, yeah, I, mean, probably, I probably would prefer Microsoft if Nintendo did start going under. I would prefer Microsoft. Yeah, I am probably going to start a war in the comments saying, what about Sony? And I'm like, Breezy's a bit biased. I mean, I don't think anyone could afford Microsoft now with the amount of studios they own. Mm. Microsoft but, would have to start like, selling them off again. Yeah. But like, Sony's a bit more like, mm, yeah, no, we want to be exclusive. Whereas, so, where Microsoft and Nintendo, they're a bit more open because, like, if they you want, look at it, yeah, they're a bit more open with their stuff. Nintendo not so much, but Microsoft, they're a bit more open. So I'm just like, I do enjoy that. And if I saw Nintendo getting bought out by Sony, it'd be like, yeah, no, you'd be... That would be bad. I'd be worried. I reckon it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas Microsoft, that'd be going, yeah, no, you can still run. You're okay. You, you need a, you need this. We'll give you it, and just give us a little bit of it, and yeah, you can open it and have it shared. And I'm, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I'm a bit biased towards Microsoft and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But yours is more. So your your point is more exclusivity. You don't like the PlayStation tends to lean towards exclusivity. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, exclusivity means you've got to buy a n- whole nother console, which means more money is needed, which in this day and age, it's kind of been hard to do. Yeah. What about you, Sammy? Is there any, um, like, developers or publishers you wouldn't want under a big, one of the big three? Um, it's actually, I heard that, um, Microsoft was actually try- spoke with Capcom trying to buy them out, um, but then Cap- Capcom politely declined. Yeah. And um, if Capcom was in the position they were years ago where they're 
yeah, struggling to, you know, make money with um some terrible games they put out that maybe they might consider it. But yeah, this past few years they've been like on a on a real high, like with um yeah, Street Fighter Six, uh, Monster Hunter, Red, the Resident Evil remakes. Um, like they got so many games, good games coming out, it's just making them so much money. The only um the only exception is maybe Exo Primal, but even that it hasn't really yeah dampened their reputation. Um, that be real cool if a lot of the fighting game publishers like kind of banded together. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that would be cool. It'd be cool for some, you know, cool crossovers and stuff. Um, like Neverrealm. Can you imagine Neverrealm and Capcom? Yeah, the good thing about if someone was uh, buying <laughs> fighting games is then they could start doing the crossovers. That's that's what's hard about people wanting Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. They just can't. Capcom don't want yeah, people ripping the heads off their Capcom characters. Yeah, it was like it was like the same when they did that crossover with, with Mortal Kombat in DC. They didn't allow like for more gruesome fatalities. They had to, you know, go a lot more light with it. Good point. And... Considering considering now that you've got like the Joker in that in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. and um, there was there's also and the DLC for MK1. There's um, it's going to be Omni Man. It's a little uh, different now that Warner Brothers own both the IPs, so they can do what they want. Yeah, and the only like the, the only pick characters that would be suited for a, a very like half a violent game like um, Joker was a good one. Um, Spawn then, um, and upcoming there's going to be Omni Man, which comes out in a few days, and Homelander from the Boys, and also, uh, I keep calling him John Cena, um, but yeah, Peacemaker from the Suicide John Squad. Cena. So they're using yeah. it looks like they're using the John Cena model, which would be interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the picking characters that would be suited for the game, the, you, like so you you never see someone like you know Batman or Superman mm. or you know the Flash in those games because they they try to keep those like you know a lot you know non-violent, pure. morally yeah. pure. <laughs> yeah, they have been they have been in some you know recent animated movies yeah. where it's you know, a lot more gruesome where Superman's killing people. Yeah, and, you, look at you know, um, just going berserk. What's it called? Um, Dark Justice League or something like that. Just like Doc. Yeah. Well, almost there, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. I was getting um, there, but yeah, it's like they went and like they dark. had a yeah, and they had a whole bunch of characters being killed off. Like I just yeah, felt shocking. my heart drop as I saw so many heroes and all that dying. It's just like yeah. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> Yeah, I've collected those. It's just like Doug. They got all the um like magic themed characters, but they sent them to like you know Planet Apocalypse. So it goes like it's mixing yeah. a bit of fantasy and sci-fi. And yeah. some of the scenes you see are pretty shocking, like you know Wonder Woman getting ripped in half and you know things like that. But it's always easy because they can always just make, say it's an alternate reality and they can just you know do yeah. whatever they want with it. They can wreck well, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they the flash, made the flash it. Fix anything. Yeah, the flash yeah. can fix anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or just but wreck everything. Pretty much, it was they rebooted that place uh, that whole universe and because they went off the flashpoint paradox and all that it's like because flash can go back in time and change a few things and then yeah just creating more paradoxes of and time problems Mm -hmm. podcast started Subby was um, talking about Bungie just let a whole bunch of people go. Yeah, I don't know the full. I, I don't know the full story. Just having what, seen it, 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 
I've been seeing it all over the place about Bungie letting go a ton of people. And everyone... Doesn't Sony own Bungie? Not anymore. Bungie... No. No, they... Oh. I don't think so, no. They went back to publishing their own games. Okay. A little while ago. that will have an impact on Bungie? Well, I mean, look, fans of Destiny have been apparently cancelling pre-orders and uh, asking for refunds in, in um, to sort of support the people that they fired, if that, you know what I mean? So, uh, look, I don't know. I mean, I've stopped. I, again, this is like a Call of Duty thing. I used to play a lot of Destiny as well, and it's just... Every expansion is just less and less interesting. I'm not even interested in the new one coming out, and everyone wants to cancel it. And but I don't know. It might be in dire straits. Possibly. I mean, this would have been a good one for Fletcher to be on. Fletcher was the resident Destiny guy, so yeah, he, he would know. I don't know what his what he thinks about it all, but Fletcher, if you're watching the podcast, put. A comment in the... Yeah, I don't know. I mean I haven't what do you think? I just started seeing stuff about it. I don't I don't know the, the details, so Tux yeah. might know because he's also into that. He well he's big destiny too. Yeah. Alright, let's move on. Um price of video games. Do you think we're now paying for the experience or do you think it's wildly overpriced? I bring this topic up because uh I spent $124 on Spider-Man 2 in EB Games the other day, and I was shocked, shocked that I think a game it, look, would cost that much. Like I said to you before this, I think it's because you've not bought a PS5 game before, and no, PS5 games are $120. Yeah. I bought well, mine. That's not the deluxe edition or something? No, it was, the base, it was the base oh. edition. I bought mine from JB because it was $99. So yeah. it was See, I didn't it, 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 it is a markup an EB markup thing, but PS5 games in general, uh that's what they cost, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, a, I did a little uh, bit of research. It said twenty three percent of games are being sold at ten dollars more yeah. than what they used to be, which is more than ever. So in twenty twenty three, games are more expensive than they've ever been. Sammy, any thoughts? Um I don't know. I think also because I'm with Spider-Man 2, I actually got a $50 gift card for my birthday, so it was cheaper for me. But um, uh, I think it's it's not something I put much thought into because like it's I don't um buy that many games because it's it's hard to get through one game and then move on to the next one. Oh yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, like even like you know, Horizon for Better and Worse, I haven't started that game yet. I've had that for two years, I think, since since release day. And um, uh, but yeah, it's not something I put much thought into the the price. And um, also the the game I just did, like a dragon, it's like eighty dollars, so it's it's cheaper than um, yeah, most other games, and especially as a yeah you know, on release day, um, because yeah, you know, being my shorter game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think price wise, it's not really an issue for me because also I go for like um, when it's a big game, I really want to go for like yeah, you know, the the lux or collector's edition or something. So. Yeah, that's always expected to be. You're always putting the premium anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a pretty think... much a connoisseur of games, so price probably doesn't really matter to you. Yeah, it's not so much to thought into. I think it's just it's the game I want. It's the game I want to play as early as I can when I'm av- when it's when I'm available. 
Um, also, I think Tears of the Kingdom was actually... I think the base game alone was actually more expensive than um, every other Switch game on release day. Uh, it was like over 100 bucks. Yeah. Um, I got... And then people were complaining about that, but like the way I, the way I saw it is like it's, you know, I, I want to play the game, want to you know experience it, like a whole new world and well, the, like a previous game, but um everything's changed and stuff, and so I think like yeah you know, I, I played it and I loved it and I you know I got my money's worth. The only thing I didn't like was just you know the story, felt like it's kind of abandoned the original story and it's like you know a lot of plot holes and stuff. But other than that, it was a you know really fun game and yeah you know, I felt it was worth my money. I think they just yeah. took they took advantage. I don't know when the new consoles came out. That's when the price went up. Mm. Like I don't, I don't know whether they're, they're just saying, "Oh, new consoles, so now you got to pay more now because it's a next gen." Like I never really understood that because you can buy the same Xbox One version or the PS4 version for this normal price still. So uh, I don't yeah, know. I've already paid for the upgrade by buying a better console. Yeah, and the whole upgrading to the next gen, like I don't, I don't know. What about you, Bruce? I don't know. I. How do you feel about expensive games? It's detracting me to try and get the games on release. Like Valid point. The, the last re- release game that I bought on release was Pokemon Arceus, and that cost me like seventy ish bucks. See, that's reasonable. But like there's been games that I'm just like I would love to buy, but it's yeah. yeah but well, thankfully well, because of things like Game Pass, I've been able to play some of them, like Starfield and all that. Another mm. valid point. I mean I'm the same I'm the same. I don't buy a lot of games because of how much they are, like a hundred hundred bucks. I gotta really want to buy. I I want to really want to play it like I did. Like like I bought Robocop, but I really wanted to play that. How much was it? Uh, I bought the Alex Murphy edition, so I could play it early. And I think it was like a hundred hundred bucks digitally. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad from memory. I don't know. Maybe it was one twenty. I can't remember. But <clears throat> I've got to really want to play it. Otherwise, I can wait. Or what Breezy said, I'll just play it on Game Pass at some point. Um, think, otherwise, yeah, I'm not buying spending, it. Yeah, I think if you're spending that amount of money, it's like you spend that money knowing it's a game you want to play, not a game you're going to end up hating and you know regretting. That and Spider-Man um, Two were the only two I've bought recently because yeah. I've wanted to play them both. Yeah, I think I also buying. Work. Yeah, I think also buying digitally also brings the price down as well because you don't have a physical disc to worry about. Yeah, um, see, I had to buy because it, it was a present for someone. Yeah. I, I think on Xbox you can give games to, to people, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that, that on Completely unrelated topic. Oh my god, the game looks so good. I didn't even play it. I just sat there and watched, and oh my god, it's probably going to be game of the year. Spider-Man. Yeah, it looked insane. Just the first fight, I was like, oh, this is such game of the year quality. Still made me mad. It's still the same. It's still the same world. It's still the same city as the last game. It just it's it's expanded on it. It's 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 expanded across the river a bit, or whatever it is, to more parts of yeah. But it's New York. Yeah. I don't know. You can. I think you can explore residential homes and stuff now, not just the the skyscrapers. Hmm. 
So it's uh, even going outside of Manhattan and stuff. Pretty cool. What I don't yeah, like anyway. about game pricing is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Why? How much is that? Full price game for an expansion, technically. Full priced yeah. video game, and you're getting a campaign that has you running around on a map that's already made, a Warzone map. It's um, multiplayer. Don't get me wrong, I do love all the maps, but they're all maps we've already played, and they've just bought them all back, make them look pretty. So we've, there's no new maps. All old maps, some maps from the current COD, and then I don't know what Zombies is like this time. Well, that's what brought it up, because a lot of their um, reasoning behind it is because development cost has gone up. But if they're doing things like reskinning... Development costs? I could literally bring up the Warzone map and tell someone... Like, I reckon anyone could create a uh, story around a map that already exists. So I guess the consensus, some games it's worth it, games like Warzone, uh, Modern Warfare is not worth it. I don't know, I'm just disappointed, because COD's always had good story games, and they've just got worse and worse. And this, to me, is just lazy. Yeah, if you are going to spend the cash, do the research, I guess. Yeah. On what you're getting for the price. Because like I if, thought it was going to be, like, a DLC included, or some free skins. No. If you've it's not watched anyone react to the campaign that's played it, like Moist Critical, or anyone... Go watch some of their videos and let us know what you think after that. That's a good point. I think as a consumer, we've got to start researching games more before you do put your hard-earned cash behind it. Or you can and just be like Sammy and be like, oh, it's a cool statue. <laughs> like, I'm only, playing, I'm only playing Modern Warfare because of the old, old maps that they're bringing back, but, yeah. All right, let's segue into topic four also about gaming but netflix has started testing um video game streaming so what's our thoughts on it being a potential uh rival in the gaming industry um it's only open to a small number of people i think i read just canada and uk at the moment but they've got two free games on there at the moment oxen free and molehu mining adventure which is just an arcadey game i mean oxen free are going to be making a mint to have netflix pick up their game because it's such a small indie title um, but isn't it from say, a studio that they own, though? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. Well, at least the studio's yeah. getting some support, right? Because mm. initially, it wasn't. I don't know. I played Oxenfree years and years ago. Look, if they can, um, um, I don't know, Netflix's problem right now, and there's a reason why I don't, I don't even know if I subscribe to it anymore, is because they keep putting their price up. And now I'm going to assume they want to throw in, without an option to, to throw in their game service, and they'll up the price again. See, I didn't even think about that. So people are going to really, and they, and they won't, and they may not give you like it's just included. You don't have a choice, and the price will go up, and you won't have a choice. Like, hmm. but they're already bringing, thinking of bringing in the cheapest option, going to have ads. It's not even oh, a cheap really? option. It's not even a cheap option anymore. Like the cheap option is the dear option before. Like it's and they know people aren't going to pick the like, ads. I... Who wants ads in their Netflix? This is like Foxtel all over again. 
I had everyone had Foxtel, and then they kept upping the price, and they kept including ads. And now nobody has Foxtel. Yeah, not not many people would remember Foxtel without ads. I remember it back in the I day. I remember it without ads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would always go to our because I didn't have Foxtel. My friend had Foxtel, but you my parents had Foxtel. Everything. You would pay a like what's it ninety dollars for every channel, no ads, mm-hmm. and then you would get ads on every single channel. Yeah. yeah, and then they would take good channels out of the bundles, and if you wanted them again, you had to pay more money because they kept shuffling the channels around. So this is what Netflix will do. Netflix will do the same thing. What do you think, Sammy? Um, yay or nay? Uh, if they if they make it like if they force it upon you, like make it part of your current plan, and you can't choose not to have the games, like yeah, I won't be be pretty upset about it. Um, but like, fortunately or unfortunately, like there is a lot of stuff on Netflix I still want to watch, and I share with you know with my mom. So as as you know, she uses a lot too. So we, we definitely get our money's worth out of it. Um, I think with the games, it'll depend on what the games are. I don't know if it's going to be like mobile type games or it's going to be because I think there are games if you look at the mobile app. Yeah, I think um, it's a lot of mobile stuff coming to it first. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't know if they're going to bring like you know, you know Xbox, PS Five level games because uh you know Google Stadia tried that and that failed. I um, did. I did read that they're in talks with Take Two for GTA though, possibly, yeah. which would be interesting. Like you would need big wins like that for it to sort of succeed, otherwise. I think Game Pass have it covered. Although, I mean, GTA is on available on everything else, so there's always better alternatives than, than Netflix. Um, yeah, but it's interesting to see like what they do with it. I I assume they're not gonna you know force it upon you. It'll be part of a different plan if you want the games as an extra. I would hope so. I would hope it's a thing yeah. you can bolt on. If they start just including it that you have no choice on, that would annoy them. Mm, I can sort of. I can sort of see it as like, yeah, you know, they might try and then people won't play the games, they won't get enough players, and it'll be, you know, they might go back on it. Because um, I know Apple has an Apple Arcade thing and it does have enough players. It's got a lot um, of stuff I, coming to that, actually. I didn't think yeah, about Apple Arcade. Yeah, it's got it's got, this, it's got a, like a exclusive Sonic game coming in, which I'm, yeah. honestly, I'm interested, I'm interested to try it because being a big Sonic fan, um, I, I don't, like, I have iPhone and stuff, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I never subscribed to the uh, Apple Arcade. Um, but maybe when the game comes out, I might just use my one-month free trial, play the game, and you know, get it over with. Because 2K uh, have got uh, NBA 2K24 mm. Arcade on there, which is quite popular, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, Apple Arcade has, has done pretty well with, this, you know, with that service, um, you know, with water offers and stuff. Uh, there's also, you know, this Crazy Taxi, there's some um, other C games on there. Crazy Taxi. On what? Yeah, Apple Arcade? Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, it's also, you can also download an Xbox as well if you're on that version. Um, but yeah, it's, I think only time will tell um, how Netflix goes with their gaming service if they, you know, they go through with it. Um, I think it's also have to compete with like everything else. They have to compete with you know, mobile devices and game consoles, which, you know, I mean, those are like the... Yeah, they're like the you know premier way to you know play play all these games. What about you, Breeze? Would you play video games on Netflix? Um, don't know really, because like I'm don't as of today, they Netflix Stranger Things has come back to day by day, like after being gone for a couple of years. So, yeah. 
and it's like a whole bunch of people have just come back and everything's available and they're possibly hinting at new stuff possibly coming to it. It's like if they do stuff like more stuff like that, working with major companies and all that, they probably do a lot more better. Like doing all the crossovers and all that. Yeah, Breezy brought this point up before the podcast and I thought it was quite interesting because um, Netflix own Strange Things and have been doing crossovers with games. If those games went to Netflix, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Would you play Dead by Daylight on Netflix? Probably, yeah. Is uh, Dead by Daylight a Game Pass game? It is. On Game Pass. Is this another subscription, Breezy, you would want to pay for when you've already got... Like, this is... Depending... Do you have Netflix now? Yeah, I have Netflix now. Okay. So yeah. would you... Would you be willing to pay extra? Yeah, would you be willing to pay, pay extra to play on there? Or would, you, or would you be happy to keep doing Game Pass? Depending on how well it was going, if it was... If it was better on Game Pass, I'd keep to Game Pass. If it's more better on that, I will go to that. Sammy, yeah. I've got a question for you because you you're a, you play a lot of PlayStation. What's the what's the situation with um, their cloud streaming now? I read that they're bringing PS Five cloud streaming to Plus members. Um... Do you know anything about this? Yeah, I've heard about it. I don't know how, if they're still going through with it or not. Um, I mean, I don't know if the games can handle it. I think on Switch, they, you know, Cloud Gaming has struggled on there as well. Um, the only games that do well, I like, you know, obviously the older games because they don't, you know, not as, the files aren't as big. Um, I think with PS5 games, like people would prefer the, you know, just to buy them or download them into the console so they can play it whenever they want, even if they don't have internet. Um, have yeah. you have you played have you used Microsoft's cloud service? Breezy. Uh, no, yes. um... how well does it work for you, Breezy? For me, I'm able to play big major games like Starfield and that's like how many gigs to download? Sixty. Yeah, and you don't need to. Yeah. And, and this is what Sony is finally starting to push for is you're able to cloud stream PS five games. Yeah. If it's um, done it's well, then yeah. Because their um, tech tend, well, I find PlayStation's hardware tends to work more efficiently. You'd think the jump will overlap, right? Mm. I just read somewhere that was when we were talking about streaming that PlayStation Plus is supposed to be getting PS5 cloud streaming. That'd be a win for them, I think. It's about time, though. How long has yeah. Xbox been doing it? Might be handy because, like, my PS5, I'm running out of storage space on the console. This is the, the thing, console. yeah. Like, the, the, yeah. the goal is to eliminate hardware. Like, you can go out and buy a Samsung television with the Xbox Cloud app built into it now. And you can just sync your Bluetooth controller to your TV and play Starfield, play whatever, the, whatever you want. Hmm. You don't need the hardware anymore. As long as your internet connection's reasonable, you don't need hardware. Just a yeah, TV Australian, and a controller. Australian internet's a bit subjective. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You gotta get that um, Elon Musk in now. Is it Skylink? Starlink. Starlink? The blue sky? Yeah. Starlink. No. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd rather have that um, NASA internet connection 90, 90 gigabytes per second. 999 gigabytes. You're close, bro. What can uh, you imagine yeah. tapping into that? Jesus. Yeah, I watched a, I watched a guy I watched a guy download um What game was it? COD. He was downloading the COD because it's two hundred and ten you know COD is two hundred and ten gigabytes now. The new one? Well, it uses the same stuff as Modern Warfare two. So you need to download yeah. Modern Warfare two, a chunk of that. And the Don't new one. Me, I got to uninstall that. Two hundred and ten gigabytes. This guy was downloading it in less than a minute. On whatever internet he had. Anyway, I just I just remember oh, seeing a video of it. Now that I'm you sure he wasn't using NASA's internet. It could have been, yeah. It was fucking quick. <laughs> so quick. One of my one of my friends in New Zealand, he's a the Tekken champion of New Zealand. He um goes over to America to compete in Evo and stuff. And uh he I think he brought his um laptop, he's got Tekken seven installed in it. And he was actually um connected to the to the airport internet and was actually playing like online matches with people. And it works, and it actually worked really well. Perfectly. So it was, yeah, it's it really funny to see. Mm-hmm. So he was just um at the, yeah, just sitting in one of those uncomfortable seats at the airport, and just um had his laptop on his on his um small suitcase, and just playing yeah Tekken Seven, online. Well, I thought we'd end the podcast with two pretty personal topics because the viewers like to hear about what we like and what we don't like. So, um. I thought we'd go with what are some of the best mods that you guys have ever played in gaming? I'll go first because I don't really play mod games with mods. Well, but... I'm very vanilla, so I've got some van- quite vanilla. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never, really, I've not really got into mods with games before, but the only game I know that I've played with mods would be Fallout, I guess. Um, and even then, yeah. I haven't really experienced too many mods. So, Fallout yeah. seemed to, Bethesda and Fallout seem to do mods pretty well. Or Skyrim mods. Any of the Bethesda sort of games, they do pretty good mods. Crazy? Yeah, same with... Well, bit of the same with me. Skyrim having mods like having the dragons turn into Thomas Tank Engine Train. And Minecraft. I've yeah, yeah, played like... Yeah, Minecraft with its like Pixelmon and, uh, and hundreds of other mods. Uh, well, Thousands upon thousands of other mods on there and having that stuff and all that. And yeah, Pixelmon. Uh, Pixelmon's a big one. It though, what is it? What dude, is it? Pokemon with Minecraft, oh, pretty much. That's cool. Yeah, though, Nintendo doesn't very much enjoy it. <laughs> they originally did. St- have it shut down, but it's been brought back up. Nintendo, if you're watching this, please don't take down any more Pixelmon. In <clears> fact, <throat> try and buy it off of the person that's creating the mod. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want it shut down because it's good, it's fun, and gives a different feel. A, <coughs> a lot of places are embracing the mods, though. Even go even with um giving mod tools to console games like I think it was yeah. um was grounded grounded 
just mm. got um, an update with um, you can now build your own backyard. Hmm. So cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's grounded. Grounded. You now have tools to create your own backyards. So everywhere's everywhere's kind of starting to embrace yeah. embrace mods. What about you, Sammy? Um, because I don't game on PC, so I get I don't get to experience the mods firsthand. But like, I do see a lot of um stuff on YouTube and a lot of good stuff to see. I think my ones that stand out for me the most is um uh, Resident Evil. They replace um, Mr. X with like you know Thomas the Tank Engine, a Teletubby, <laughs> and yeah. um you know anything that's not scary, but they just yeah turn into nightmare fuel. <clears throat> Um, and also, yeah, Skyrim does a similar thing as well. Um, also, in uh, with fighting games, there's, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of mods where they replace one character with a yeah you know, character from another fighting game. So they could yeah, you, know, you play Tekken, and you could play as a virtual fighter character or a Street Fighter character. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, so that's pretty cool. Like you know, see like you know, dream matchups from like you know, opposing fighting games, and they actually yeah. share the, share the screen together, even though they're using the same moveset as the character they're replacing. Um, or even doing like gender band characters of uh, gender band versions of um every every character as well, and see how I, creative they get. I still remember hearing on in some news a person had a bit of a not so safe for work mod on when I, they went. I, to I know the story. What yeah, the, what <laughs> uh, Street Fighter. Uh, oh, I text. read about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah someone, had a, someone had a mod. It was the guy hosting the tournament. The whole event um his they use his pc to play street fighter 6 and yeah, um someone selected chun Lee, and the, they left the mod on which um you know exposed her and yeah. uh then yeah the owner of that that pc and the guy running the event he had to embarrassly go over there turn off the mod and then you know restart the match so they kind of crazy yeah actually another game that i've now that, now that I'm thinking about it, that you see a lot of YouTube videos and stuff of is people modding Resident Evil. Mm. Yeah. Like the... Uh, like Village. Any of them. They're <laughs> always modding the, uh, mostly the it's female characters. Yeah. Uh, the costumes and stuff. Yeah, I saw most of it with, like, Village with Lady D and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Lady D. Of course she Lady did Breezy. Lady D chasing you in lingerie. Of course she did Breezy. <laughs> you downloaded them, didn't you? I don't um, have a game, so why would I need to download not something? <laughs> Change the subject. Should have probably talked about this on a different podcast with a lot of the gaming PC players. Yeah, we're all pretty vanilla. Hey, yeah, we don't my, don't get them on console. Are, That's why I haven't really played much modded games. Yeah, my favorite mods are just like Skyrim outfit ones and yeah, Choo Choo Charles one name. Made him into Thomas the Tank Engine. I like mods that make things scary less scary. Like when Sammy yeah. brought up Teletubby for Mr. X and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But you can't deny that GTA, oh, yeah. right, with their, with their uh, like, role-playing servers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty. What, yeah, those are massive. What mods have really done for that game. Like it mm. blows me away from the vanilla version of GTA that I played a long, long time ago. What was it like 10 years ago now? Oh, that game's just been. They mod in. They mod in an entire, like jobs, currents, like like yeah, it's mm. a lot of it's, work, a lot of work. Yeah, it's like yeah. they should hire them for the work they've done. It's like, well, I think they have. There was a um something I read about, um, 
Rockstar have are in talks with the people that made or came up with the um what's the big popular RP five M no is it no is it I ain't had a pixel one. Oh, it could be whatever the biggest RP server is. They're in talks with them about GTA Online. Just what those mods have done for a community of people mm. that was just a general mm. used to be just a classic GTA game is insane. Mm. Yeah, like all the RP stuff is just crazy. And I suppose you could bring up Gary's mod. Mm. The possibilities that's made for people. Also another, what do you call it, like, cornerstone in modding. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sadly, we're on to our last topic, but probably one of my favourites of tonight. What are some of our most hated game mechanics in video games? Get like, Points in a game where you just cringe because you don't want to do it or you hate that mechanic or, yeah. Oh. Uh... Look, games. I got a list, bro. <laughs> I don't have a list because <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like the the mechanic I hate the most is the whole fetching the fetching mechanics. Like, go here to fetch something, just to go back to hand it in. Like, or you know, like Far Cry and stuff where you've got to go to a tower, turn it on, just to reveal part of the map and like every game mundane pass every mundane pass just mechanics that are used overused in every game does it it's just mm. got any other examples no i don't know assassin creed games they're kind of similar right like assassin's creed yeah. like i don't depends if i don't know it's even just mini games, just to unlock like a lock. I don't know, just time wasting little filler things just to do something so simple like opening a door or something. I don't, I don't know. What about you, Sammy? I don't know. I think um, the one that sticks out for me the most is in the Assassin's Creed games, the, the tailing missions. Um, the where you have oh, to follow you gotta, someone you from. Eavesdrop them. Eavesdrop yeah, listen you... to them or. Mm. Yeah, you gotta. Well, you follow them to wherever they're going. You have to make sure you're not seen the whole time. Um, and you know, if you, yeah, you know, if they catch you, then they, yeah, then it's like game over. You have to restart it from the beginning. Well, I mean, you're and an assassin. Start... I, don't, I don't mind that. Gotta be sneaky. Yeah, sneaky. it's a, it more like um, when you know when I, you know when I fell after stuff from the beginning, it gets really repetitive, and you hear the same dialogue over and over and over. Um, and plus, it's just very slow and tedious most of the time. And a lot of people have complained about it. But then, they, but they still bring back the talent missions in every Assassin's Creed game, especially when it was on a on a yearly basis. And I think um, also one of the GTA games, I think it was San Andreas. There was like a a telling mission that was similar to a telling mission where you had to follow someone from a distance, and it was the same thing. It was just long and tedious, and the same dialogue again and again. And yeah, you, know, you, you had to follow a car from you know, make sure you're not seen as well, and also oh, not yeah, also not be that. too far. Yeah, but also not be too far where you lose them. Yeah. Um, yeah. What also, game? What, what, um, yeah. What game did you just say where that was from? GTA. GTA. No, I'm, I thinking think of, uh, I'm thinking of the. Um, uh, what's that two? What's that two K game that did the same thing? You had the tail and you. Um, Saints Row. Or? No, no, not Saints Row. The. Watchdogs. No. The one that's. 
Anyway, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's a few games that do that. There's a 2K yeah. one that did it. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, those missions do suck. Yeah, I think some of the Lucky Dragon games have had that too, especially in um, Judgment. And like, I love the games, but they're, they're, they're the few missions I really hate. And I, ha you know, I just want to get over with and just get on with the game and get back into the fun of it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Breeze? I'd probably say one thing I hate is having it and having the story end early on, not having a long story. Having a story that could be done in like short amount of time, I want to have a story that is gonna have me feeling the emotions and all that. And yeah, I want to feel for the characters, be immersed into the story, not have it just go. Oh yeah, you can finish the story, no in no time. You won't, you won't get any emotion. You just get a story done. And, like a rush story. Yeah. And yeah. And also like having things like one of the mechanic things I don't enjoy in some games is the is like I don't when it's an RPG when you're having to be so far back from the character where you're can't wear to the point where you can only just see them and have armor on them that's like highly detailed um, if you were like to... armor and skins you can't even see yeah you collect you spend all this time collecting cool stuff and you can't even look at it yeah like point. that annoyed me about cyberpunk you wear this mad as outfit and you only get to see it and you can't even you can't even show it off to other players because it's a single player game half the time yeah. yeah, that's a good like, point, Bruce. I've never thought about that. That does irritate me. Another one that irritates me too is um, like leveling, keeping stuff gated. Like you can't mm. progress even in a story unless you're like a high enough level, which means you've got to go and grind stupid shit just to... Like get... side missions? You've got to go and do something just to level yourself up for the sake of it to then continue the story. Like... Mm. Come yeah, on, actually, um, the, the Lucky Dragon games, it's uh, most of them are beat em up games, but then in the seventh game, they change it to like turn based strategy. And it's still fun, like, still has an epic story and stuff, but for me, it's sort of, I really prefer the beat em up stuff. Yes, yeah, um, the turn based, yeah, and um, yeah, the turn based strategy in that game, it was, yeah, like Sophie said, it was like, yeah, you, know, you have to, you know, yeah, um, like the missions level, literally level says, you know, you need to be at least. Recommended seven yeah, to that. do this, and I'm like, fuck. Um, I'm like, I think, I think you can do any mission, but like, yeah, you have to raise up your your stats, yeah, a lot, especially some of the later mm -hmm. boss levels, because you can't. It's impossible to to win those. When I when I I play the beat 'em up games, like I could still be a low level and still, you know, st still win at the end, even if my, yeah, even if even if I'm at a major disadvantage, and also you just. Stock up on like you know health patients and stuff. Like some people just want and, to get uh, through the story, but you're forced to go and do yeah. other crap just to high level yourself up to do the story. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. Oh. The, the the um Ichiban version, the Ichiban games of um like a dragon. That's uh yeah, not, the ones I'm not too fond of, but I still like the story. I'll, I play for that reason, but um, pro I would prefer the beat 'em up versions, and that's that's just you know my thing. That's just what I, you know, when I grew up um playing. Yeah. Well, for me, I've got like kind of a 
separate category. So for retro games, I absolutely hated swimming levels because the camera angles were always really weird and complicated and frustrating and it kind of made me feel claustrophobic because I like I have a fear of drowning. So like I used to get horrified in Mario when you had to go into the water to collect stuff because your like little oxygen bar would start ticking away. So I hate yeah. time limits on like swimming oxygen levels. That's so that's one of my most hated game mechanics. I also hate unintentional scary levels in wholesome games. That frustrates me. Mm. So going back to Mario, when they would have like the spooky boo areas, I'm like, mm. no, you're supposed to be a cute game. I don't want to have to be like worried about things chasing me and mm. um, scaring me and that sort of stuff. So that's like my retro mechanic kind of pet peeve. Mm. Um, I also don't like quick time events that come suddenly. Like you don't like because I'm, you're bad. I'm yeah see this is why because i have bad reflexes so when a quick time event will pop out out of nowhere they frustrate me um and one of my last ones is probably i hate escorting missions where mm. you've got to take someone somewhere and you've got to try and keep them alive like those yep. missions really yeah. grind my gears and you'd probably yeah. understand right from old resident evil type games Right, is it Resident Evil or Metal Gear Solid? Somewhere you've got a really. I think, I think Resident Evil Four. You've got that um, girl you meant to look after, and she constantly, you know, gets in the way of gunfire and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, it's worse when it's the when the character you're supposed to be protecting, just stands out in the middle of, of the fight and just does nothing. It's like in they Golden were... Knight, right? Don't you have to protect Natalia in one level? And oh yeah, running in front of yeah, 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 yeah. the enemies like those sort of things frustrate me. Yeah, where if you have a character that protected, actually protected, that tried to protect themselves, like in some of the games, like one mission I did recently on Witcher Three, I had to defend a guy. He wasn't completely useless, but he was. St- I still had to go back Stupid again. AI is what you say. Stupid AI. Yeah, it's st- stupid AIs need to be less so sh- less it, stupid, right? Yeah, and actually think realistically compared to oh, I'm just an AI. I'm gonna I'm, and you gotta protect me. So protect me. I'm just Don't gonna stand in here and open. Because I remember one mission I did on Skyrim. It was like a two-hour-long dungeon. And I was so protective of my companions. And then Lydia goes and gets herself killed. So I had to reload a save and, re- like, do the whole dungeon again. Mm. It's just annoying. Um, one thing I did actually just remember is I hate mechanics where the weapons degrade. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. one thing that irritates me. I mean, it makes, it makes sense, them. but, I mean, it's a game. It's not fun. Because mm. I'm always, like, have... a pleb that doesn't have a backup. So I'll be, like, going from a sword to, like, a spoon. You know what I mean? And on top of that is that they make it, you have weapons that degrade, but then find it impossible to get resources to fix your shit. Yeah. Dying Light like that? Dying Light 2? Um, Breakdown? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, though. Hmm. It it was a game that you could easily find resources and other weapons for, though, so it wasn't really an issue, but... um, Yeah. Another yeah, game that you start hoarding all the good stuff because you're too scared to use it because you don't want it to break. 
another game that did that was um they did it in Fallout 3. I don't know about Fallout New Vegas because I n- didn't play that, but they skipped it in Fallout 4 mostly, and then Fallout 76 they had brought back your weapons will degrade and all that, and armor will get banged up, which was annoying. But and trying to find the materials to fix it, it's like ah, so they did. They did bring in like repair kits that didn't that meant you didn't have to go and find out the resources, which saved you a whole bunch of time and resources and all that. But it's still like, hmm. Zelda did it too, eh? Some. Yeah, Legend of Zelda and the and yeah, yeah. Anyway, nope. the, anyway other, the, only, the only other thing I can think of too is overcomplicated crafting systems or skill trees. That yep. shit, that stuff shits me to tears. Just keep it, keep it simple. Just let me, just let me casually upgrade my skill tree or craft stuff. But tree. some of them in some games are so in depth. I'm just like, this is too hard. I don't even want to play yeah. it. Like it actually reminds me of um Monster Hunter. Like Monster Hunter World is the only one I really played, and this yeah. the UI is um really complicated because you just like you want to put on like a you know protection mantle, and you got to go through like a menu while a monster is attack literally attacking you, and um or even just to use potions and other items, and I just and there is a way you can shortcut that, but even you know that also still you know leaves you leaves you vulnerable to the monster attacking you. Um. <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, other games, like, we just have, you know, one button assigned to, you know, getting health back and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, like, I, I love that game when I was playing it. I was, I was playing it, you know, you know all day. Yeah, it's any free time I got. But, um, yeah, that was the one thing that really annoyed me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We might wrap it up there, guys. Um, guys, we're going to plug this week our affiliate for Juiced. Uh, just put MKAU in at checkout and you can get 10% off, yes. Uh, uh, do you have a new flavour coming called, Subby? It is called Cherry Cannon, which is a salt, sour cherry flavour uh, drink. It comes Fabulous. out this Thursday. Um, yeah, we'll also be giving away a tub or two. Yep, so check out our Facebook and our Twitter to keep an eye out for a giveaway for a tub of the new flavor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, make sure you like, follow, subscribe. If you listen to our podcast, chuck a comment down below of some of the topics, your opinions on the topics. And that's us for tonight. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.